Welcome to the Legacy Leaders Podcast. Are you doing the best for your client to help them create their legacy? Are you creating a plan that goes far beyond finances to help people ensure that it becomes the driving force behind all decisions? On this podcast, hosts Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller will help you with growing your practice and your client's peace of mind. Together, they bring the best and brightest minds to share with you how to help your clients develop their best legacy. And now, here are your hosts, Katie Beth and Stan. Welcome to the Legacy Leader Podcast. I am your guest host, Silvana Valencia, and today my expert guest is estate planning attorney, David Lucas. Dave, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Silvana. Awesome. Okay, get us started by telling us a little about your practice and what you do for your clients on a typical day. Sure. So I'm an attorney at the law firm of Miller, Miller & Canby in Rockville, Maryland, and I focus my legal practice on estates and trusts. So estate planning, probate, trust administration. And so what basically what I what I like to do, what I do for clients is I see it as my goal to establish a well-crafted estate plan for them, which is going to achieve their goals, whether it's avoiding probate, protecting their assets or their legacies, providing for security of their children or loved ones, or whatever other objective they may have. And the way that I do that is by preparing and drafting certain legal documents like a will or a trust, revocable trust and irrevocable trust, powers of attorney documents, advanced medical directives, and various other legal documents. And what I also do as part of my practice is when clients either become incapacitated or disabled, or when they pass away, I assist the family members who might be named in those documents as being in charge of administering the deceased person's assets and estate and making sure that the wishes that are in the documents are followed and that taxes are paid and and things like that. And then ultimately the property gets distributed to the beneficiaries as the clients direct. That's what my practice focuses on. Super comprehensive, it sounds like. Yeah. So I guess my obvious question is, the next question would be, why did you choose estate planning as the focus for your practice? Yeah, well, I started out, I graduated law school in 2001, and I started out uh, clerking for a judge here in Montgomery County Circuit Court in Rockville, Maryland. That was my first experience. I clerked for about a year and a half. And when, after that, then I went, I worked for a couple of different smaller law firms during during a variety of practice areas, civil litigation, uh, did some employment law, workers' compensation, and I started doing some estate planning. So at one of the firms that I was at, at the time, I was the quote unquote will guy in the firm. So if we finished a case or or settled a case or something like that, it was, you know, you know, go see Dave and get your will done, things like that. So that's when I was first really introduced to wills and trusts and estate planning. It wasn't really something that I thought that I necessarily wanted to do after graduating law school, but after practicing for a little while and, and working in this area, it was very interesting to me and and I started learning a lot about uh, different types of estate planning strategies and vehicles, and it became very interesting. And and it was something that decided that I wanted to focus my practice on. And so in 2006, I started a solo practice. I went out on my own, and I did that for a number of years until 2018, uh, when I joined the law firm of Miller Miller Canby here in Rockville, Maryland. And I've continued since 2006, solely focusing my practice on estate planning and probate and uh, and trust administration. It's a good story. The will guy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was the will guy. Dave, 
What's your favorite part about your job? So I think the favorite part about my job is just getting to know my clients and sitting down and trying to understand a little bit about their their families and their assets and and sort of what's important to them. And it's not always the property and and the money that's necessarily important, but could be other things. Maybe they have you know a special need child or grandchild that they want to make sure you know their life's going to be well taken care of after they're gone. And so that's the part that I enjoy the most is is uh, speaking with them and then also educating clients on the various strategies that they can use and, and you know just for example a lot of times people come to me and you know they'll say you know I need a will or how much is a will or you know different questions like that but then you know I might ask them the question well you know will 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 distribute your assets you know when you're gone but you know what if you don't die what if you become incapacitated or or there's an accident or Alzheimer's, dementia, something like that. What happens then? Do you have a system in place for having someone else manage your affairs and do certain things and act on your behalf if a time comes when you when you can't act um, uh, on your own behalf? And so that often gets a lot of clients thinking about other things than just when I'm gone, who gets my stuff, which is important, but I don't necessarily think that that's the only issue is, you know, who's going to get my stuff and how much can I save in taxes by setting up a, you know, proper structure, et cetera. So that's what I like to to do is is to learn about the clients and educate them on various strategies that they can use that they're probably not aware of and coming up with a plan that fits their particular needs. Right. Most clients who come in and that I have, they're going to get a will at some point. Mm-hmm. But how to structure the will, whether that will should go along with a trust or not, and what might some other documents might be that should be in place to handle a disability or something that may arise in the future. That's where, you know, I like to to explain to people that it's probably not just one thing like a will that right. that you're gonna use. There's gonna be a variety of different strategies. It sounds like the like you said, just the even the medical medical directive is is just something that probably most of us don't think about, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, and it's probably a, sort of a difficult thing to think about. And, and sort of on that note, what's the most difficult part about your job? So I, I think uh, I think a couple things is, is one is getting over or, or trying to explain to clients that it's not just about you know when I die who gets myself. There's a lot more to it, and there's other ways that I can help them for different situations that might come up in life, but also. You know, I deal a lot with, obviously, we talked about death and we talked about disability and taxes. You know, those are kinds of difficult topics for a lot of people to talk about. You know, it can be difficult to talk about, period. Nobody wants to really talk about taxes and things like that. So, you know, I procrastination is probably a big thing. Getting people to, you know, I think a lot, most, I think most people realize this is important and they should have something in place. But it's taking that step to, you know, calling me or, or someone else and and taking the first step. And so what I try to do is when, you know, a new client calls the office or sends an email or what have you, is try to make it as easy as possible for them to take the first step and, you know, to sit down with me so we can kind of get the ball rolling. And I think if people take that first step, it becomes easier. And hopefully, you know, what I try to do is I look at myself as I'm not trying to deliver to client, you know, 
a stack of paper with a bunch of words, but what I'm trying to deliver is peace of mind to them. And what they're actually going to hold in their hands might be paper with words on it, but what I'm trying to deliver is more than that. And so I think that's the hardest part, but also the part that kind of that I like. That makes yeah. a difference, yeah. I like to in, break free. You've been doing this for a long time, right? And obviously, yeah. through all this people you've helped uh, with their legacy affairs, I'm sure you've found that there's probably one common misconception out there that seems to be ruling um, the conversation yeah. about estate planning. What would that be in your opinion? Well, I think, I think one of the, I don't know if it's the most common, but I think one of the big ones for me that I see very often is that some people don't necessarily look at their estate plan. And when I say estate plan, I'm, I'm generally referring to, you know, more than one document, right? So you might have a will, a power of attorney, advanced directive. The estate plan would be sort of the the number of documents you have in place to deal with various circumstances, that they don't really see their estate plan as sort of a living, breathing thing. And what I mean by that is you know, there's going to be certain events that may happen in your life, which may require you to go back and look at your estate plan and your documents. And you may need to you know, make certain changes or updates to your plan because of certain life events that have happened along the way. A living document. All right. Well, yes. any last thoughts that you'd like to share with our audience today? Yeah, I think what I would like to do is maybe um, go through some of the more important life events that might occur to to the listeners out there who maybe have an estate plan in place, but maybe they haven't looked at it in a couple years, or or uh, is is to think about sort of these these various things. Number one is marriages, right? Obviously, if you've gotten married since you last did your estate plan, you probably need to uh, make some updates so that you can incorporate your new spouse into your plan, whether it's as a beneficiary or as a decision maker for you if you become incapacitated. But you also might want to look at if any of your beneficiaries, your children, or anyone else who you've named has gotten married. Because one of the things you may want to think about is, well, what if that person predeceases you? Then would you want that inheritance to go to this their spouse? Or maybe you don't because maybe you don't like their spouse or whatever the situation may be. So that would be something, that would be, I think, a reason for you to review your documents. Also, if you're you know retired or planning for retirement, that might be a reason to review your plan and think about, you know, how you'll be using your retirement benefits. And so I can certainly help with some advice from that situation. If you move from one state to another state, so sometimes people might retire and then move to a different state, you're going to want to have an attorney in that state review your plan because a lot of strategies might differ from state to state. And maybe you're going to move to an, a state that has some particular point in the law where you might want to take advantage of. So maybe you need to amend your trust or create a new will in that particular state, take advantage of that situation. But um, also, you know, we talked about marriages, if there's any divorces, obviously, if you get divorced, you probably want to update your plan. But again, if your children, beneficiaries, they get a divorce, you know, you might want to do something to ensure that that divorcing spouse is not receive any inheritance in the future. And then last but not least, if there's any births or adoptions, right? Additional grandchildren or 
different things like that that may happen may re- require you to take a look at your your documents and and update them. So what I would encourage many people don't have an estate plan. If you don't, I would encourage you to take that first step and put one in place. But if you already do, just keep in mind, you know, that you shouldn't I don't recommend you just putting those documents away and never looking at them. Again, you may want to review them every now and then. There's also law changes that happen all the time. But certainly some of the life events I just mentioned, if those things happen to either you or to your loved ones that are part of your estate plan, you probably want to take a look at those documents and see if they still you know, match, match up with what your wishes are. That's a very, very helpful list of triggering events to kind of really just prompt us to, to update that or to think about estate planning again. Thank you for sharing that. And, uh, sure. Yeah. My pleasure. So I guess this wraps it up. Thank you all for listening. This has been the Legacy Leader Podcast with your guest host, Silvana Valencia. My guest today was attorney David Lucas from Rockville, Maryland. For more information on Dave and the work he does, visit his website at millermillercanby.com. We're also going to be linking that on the show notes for you. Thank you again for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Been a pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to the Legacy Leaders Podcast with Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller. For more information on them and the show, please visit PinnacleLegacyLaw.com. If you like what you've learned today, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.